Hi, I'm Ed Jerks, Marketing Executive at Amber and BGA, and you are listening to the Ambition Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Mika Makatalo, CEO of Happy or Not. During this episode, we will learn more about Happy or Not and how they help customers improve their own client experience. We will also find out about how Mika manages the organization, and in particular, the ways in which Happy or Not has implemented initiatives to keep employees up to date on the latest skills and nurture a culture of lifelong learning. Hi, Mika. Can you tell me a little about yourself and your career, please? Hi, Ed. Happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, sure. After school, I spent 10 years in the Finnish government. That was fun times, uh, you know, transfer strategies and processes. And it was a lot about leadership. Then I hopped into a tech space, spent 10 years at a company called M-Files. Uh, that was uh, a great ride, a huge success. And uh, last December, I joined a company called Happy or Not. Happy or Not, uh, you know, one year there now building, uh, building outstanding solution for our customers so they could be better in their operations. Great. Thank you for that answer. You are the CEO of Happy or Not. Can you tell me more about what the company does? Yeah, sure. Happy or Not, we are helping organizations to improve how they operate by unlocking insights from customer feedback. It is quite often that organizations don't listen to their customers and they are a bit lost what customers would want. And if the way of giving feedback is difficult, then it's heavily weighted on negative feedback or it's one-offs and it's not statistically meaningful data. But with our solution, there's uh, lots of insights that they can start improving how they work. That was very interesting. Thank you for the answer. Um, where might have our audience have used Happy or Not products? Well, we are famous of our four smileys. So, for example, at Heathrow Airport, you can see see that, and uh, there are, you know, thousands of customers around the globe. So, you can it can be a retail store, it can be a restaurant where you can uh, see our products. Great. Do you have an example of a time when one of your customers was able to improve their service or product because of the data gained by your company? There are obviously dozens of examples. Maybe something I'm quite uh, uh, excited about this is the fact there was a customer with multiple, multiple locations and, and countries started using our solution. And then when they were comparing results between sites, they were amazed at how on earth their customers are unhappy on certain locations on the offering, while the offering was pretty much the same. So it turned out that the onboarding process for new uh, reps in those stores was, wasn't good enough. So what happened, there were customers coming in, asking that, hey, do you have those new Nike shoes? And they said, no. And customers left and they were unhappy. Hey, they had traveled to the location 
assume that they have a pair of shoes they want and they left uh, dissatisfied. Whereas when the onboarding should have been so, and what they did afterwards, that they trained their reps, a customer service to say that, hey, sorry, we don't have that exactly Nike shoe you were asking, but did you see the latest uh, edition of Runner's World where they are talking about new balance shoe? We have it here. It's brand new. It's on sale. Why, why don't you try it on? So what happened, they were selling more and the customers were way happier. So this talks about how, how that kind of uh, operational improvement can be done through data. And this is uh, something that happens all the time for our customers. So when they start using our solution, they start reading data and, and uh, another customer, they're dissatisfied customers drop by 25%. And, and that is, of course, remarkable. And of course, it means that uh, they are doing way better than their competition. So we all know that customer is a king, and, and therefore it should be, we should be all listening very carefully what our customers want to say how we operate. Has there been any interesting changes or trends in customer expectations when shopping as we have entered the new normal? in a post-COVID world? There are many changes that the pandemic has accelerated and, and changed. One is e-commerce is, as we've seen, uh, skyrocketing. So it uh, accelerated the transfer from uh, uh, brick and mortar to online sales. And therefore, companies need to consider what's their customer experience when dealing online. The, the shopping experience, and then, of course, the physical delivery, how, how that is handled. So that is something we are seeing that our customers are more looking for omni solutions. So how they are measuring uh, customer experience on all, uh, all the uh, uh, service capabilities and where they are present. And the other thing is that the competition has increased. So when, when especially during the heavy pandemic times, there are less customers. So it's, say, even more important to make sure that those customers are served well. As many companies were doing quite well in the pandemic, when they were focusing to their customer experience and listening customers, so they were able to grow their business. But on the other hand, those who did not focus there, they had, uh, of course, difficulties growing their business. At Happy or Not, you have implemented an initiative which encourages employees to learn new skills. Can you tell me more about this? What do employees tend to learn? Thank you for that question. Yeah, indeed, we were talking with employees that how all are so busy, busy with their daily tasks and uh, with all the activities, and there's no time for learning new, new skills. Uh, and also we started this year uh, initiative around growth hacking. So through data, uh, unlocking ways how we could grow quicker, testing, testing and validating the results with data. And the same topic there that we felt that there isn't too much time, even though this is the way how we can make sure that we 
putting the best practices in place or, or, or challenging are these the best way to work. So to solve that topic, uh, we decided that, hey, let's give half a day a week for employees to use for learning and growth hacking. And uh, that that's um, a major thing uh, compared to we are busy, there's no time to learn, and, and suddenly employees can spend half a day a week, things they, they want, things that, hey, I've thought that I, I need to read those books, or hey, I have to go through those blog posts to make sure that I, I, I know what's there, or that now really want to test that hypothesis that if we'll make this change on our website, what is the impact? So yeah, half a day, we for all employees and of course we are not forcing that it's up to employees if they want to use it and if they are busy with something else they can of course do that and also we gave a recommendation that if possible use it Thursday afternoon so then others are doing that on the same time so in case you want to brainstorm something or do something together uh, that would be also possible that sounds like um, a, a brilliant initiative so could you um, just dig a little deeper um, on this initiative and tell me how it's impacted um, your, your organisation and how it's really helped um, the organisation as a whole? It is still a rather new initiative. It has been in place for some months, so I can't yet see the impact that, say, revenue level or so forth. But, but clearly it is impacting employee satisfaction or employee happiness that they have this facility they can use if they want. Um, and, and many many have said that they have had ideas of testing some growth hacking initiatives or try to find time to read the latest on churn, uh, CACL TV, uh, CAC ratio calculations and make sure that they are on top of the game, what comes to SARS metrics, but there isn't time for that. But now there is. So employees have been uh, excited about the, the initiative. And yeah, I well understand that they might, some feel that, hey, it's a waste of time and a waste of money from the company's point of view that the employees are learning new skills or they are spending time on not productive uh, items. Uh, think about sellers are not selling or, or R&D is not coding, but all are learning new, new skills. But I think this is not you know, for short time, this is for long haul. So we want our employees to feel that uh, they are an important and that they are the ones making companies successful. And if we don't have the latest information, or if we are not putting the growth hacking initiatives in place, long term, we will lose. So, so I, I, I strongly feel that this is something that will benefit company in, in the long term, because employees can do these things, they are happy, they are excited, and that will clearly have impact longer term at these hard numbers like ARR or revenue. Thank you for that answer. How do you personally keep on learning and making sure your skills are up to date? That is a good question. Also, 
myself, I, I need to make sure that I have time learning new things. For me, it's uh, a couple of items. I, I, I like to read uh, blogs, posts, listen to podcasts, and reading books, and, and or, 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 or checking YouTube videos on, on topics that are interesting for me. Also, I feel strongly that all ideas in the organization should be heard. All the best ideas should win regardless of the source. So I feel that I'm just one guy suggesting ideas and we should be then thinking that, hey, what's the best idea for the company? So therefore, while it's important, I, I keep also learning, learning and thinking new ways. I think it's important the whole organization is doing the same. But it's always better when all know the topics and I'm, uh, I'm also up to date on whether, whether, uh, whatever the topic is and to also to be able to have those discussions. And it's also part of leading by example. If I tell that, hey, please go and study, but I don't do that myself at all. Am I giving then a signal for employees that, hey, those of you who want to be future leaders, don't study, but hey, work and work. So, so I, I feel it's good that I'll, I'll indeed do that, that I'll, I'll study myself. So uh, then I can, I can also say that, hey, follow my example. Has allowing employees to diversify their skills changed your company culture at all? Definitely, there's impact on that. And uh, in we we did an exercise last spring to make sure that the organization culture is tangible, it's visible. So I think often companies fail to make it visible, and it's something esoteric and difficult to grasp. So what we did was we were defining what makes happy or not happy or not. What what are the behaviors? how we want to work. So we came up with a couple of uh, cornerstones that are in the culture, what we called our guiding principles, delight customers, aim purposefully and thrive together. And uh, the learning initiatives, you know, plays well to this, this topic. So, so this, the, the studying learning we do indeed reflects, for example, how we are aiming more purposefully, how we are aiming high. Is there something we are missing us delighting our customers well? And it's, we feel that we succeed as a team, so working and thriving together. So I, I feel that the initiative is, say, supporting and cultivating our culture. So the, the, the impact on the culture is, is definitely uh, tangible, tangible and good. So what's next for Happy or Not? There are many things cooking, uh, outstanding innovations in R&D that we are rolling out to the customers. For, for us, the pandemic hasn't been easy as many of our customers have been suffering, suffering and uh, uh, fighting for their future. But now we see that the market is opening step by step. Um, also meaning for us that we see more and more growth opportunities. We feel we are strong in the market 
And we are excited now on the, the growth opportunities we see and indeed putting these uh, strong innovations uh, uh, to out there to benefit our, our customers. And of course, this is done with employees. So I, I'm a passionate believer, believer that culture drive results and investing in employees is the one that makes growth happen. So therefore, that is, that is something that uh, hopefully is also visible externally that we are investing to the culture that indeed makes the company successful. Thank you so much, Tamika, for being our guest on the podcast today. For more thought leadership, head to www.associationofmbas.com forward slash ambition. And be sure to tune into the next episode of the Ambition Podcast.